Hi, and welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. Have you been gifting money away for the past couple of years because Medicaid has a five-year look-back period and you could be penalized for that? You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and today we're talking with Erin Dwyer of Senior Care Authority in St. Louis, Missouri. We're trying to shed a little light on the very tough subject of Medicare and Medicaid. So let's listen in to one of the questions that families ask most. I would have to say the number one question I get asked is about money, about payment. Does Medicare or Medicaid cover assisted living? Yes, exactly. I get asked this one too. And it doesn't matter where you live. It's it's confusing. Don't you find that sometimes families think that Medicare is the same as Medicaid? Correct. They get confused by that too. And so Erin, how do you answer this very confusing question? Well, I explained to them, I love to educate. So I kind of take a step back and I explained to them, first of all, that it depends on the state. And I said, here in Missouri, unfortunately, Medicaid and Medicare do not cover assisted living. We get a stipend, about $292 a month, you can put towards assisted living, but unfortunately it does not cover the costs. Whereas if you go to Illinois, then Medicaid will cover assisted living or in other states like Kansas as well. Um, And then I also explain how Medicare does work and that Medicare is more of an insurance program. So if you're in the hospital um, for three days and then go to rehab, Medicare will cover rehab in the skilled nursing, but not, not assisted living. So I just kind of explain it that way. And, um, and then they usually have a look of shock, like, how am I going to pay for it? And then we talk about options. (laughs) Exactly. And I know a lot of families ask how they qualify for Medicaid and it's different for each state. We're going to have a link where you can look up your state to find out what the qualifications are for Medicaid, but how does that process work for you? I imagine you're looking at income and pensions and social security and all of that. What what is the process for you in Missouri? So we would would look at all of that. Um, We would look at what the levels are for the state. So if it's in Missouri, um, you know, how much you can have in assets, which is, you know, roughly around $2,000. And you're allowed one house and one car. So we ask those questions when we sit down with the family to do a full assessment, looking at the finances asking those questions. Is there land? Does somebody own land? Have you been gifting money away for the past couple of years because Medicaid has a five-year look back period and you could be penalized for that? And so walking them through all of that, asking the questions, and sometimes they don't know and they have to go and do some research, look some things up. Um, But again, just, you know, taking a step back and, and asking those important questions. And then if they do qualify for Medicaid or will, then I help connect them to the resources so that they can get qualified for Medicaid. So a lot of times the communities will go ahead and some of them even process the application for Medicaid. You can have Medicaid pending, you know, go in and and maybe have to pay privately for, you know, some months or, um, you know, the, the community might say you're, you know, you're okay on Medicaid pending. We know that Medicaid is going to kick in. So when it does, we'll kind of have this retroactive, you know, pay where you get to keep $50 and stay here 
and we'll take, you know, the rest of that social security to pay for, for Medicaid, um, to get our payment as the community. And so there are communities then that will accept that as payment. So, so families, there is an option for them. There is an option. Yep. It's usually they have waiting lists and usually, um, it's, you know, they're few and far between, but again, that's why I do what I do. A lot of phone calls, a lot of research, you know, seeing if there's um, an opening or not. Um, but there are options out there, which is which is good because not everybody can afford, you know, privately to pay for four, five, six thousand dollars a month. Yeah, exactly. It's so expensive. So, what do families do if they need the care today and it's there's a wait list and they can't get in? Right. <laughs> and um, so, in that case, I would recommend home care because there are home care companies that again accept Medicaid. Um, or different, you know, veterans benefits, that kind of thing. So then I would, you know, look into that and say, hey, are there family members that can help bridge the gap in the care and a couple hired caregivers through an agency that accepts Medicaid until there's an opening at that community? There's so much that they have to get through. And so, and I, and I think this is really important um, leading into the Medicare side of it, because this happens so many times where families think they have a hundred days because why would they think otherwise? If you Google it, it says, (laughs) you know, that Medicare pays for a hundred days when your loved one goes into skilled nursing. But what they don't realize is that that is completely based on their condition. And the minute that physical therapy says, your mom is plateaued. plateaued. That's <laughs> <Right>. the word. <laughs> plateaued. Yep. You know, then all of a sudden we have this discharge. So, yes. so how many families have you dealt with that are in that situation? A lot. And I have to say, unfortunately, the quickest I've ever been given notice of a discharge was 12 hours. Oh my gosh. And that's not fair at all. Yeah. I let them know that you can appeal to Medicare. They often think, well, I thought the hospital would do that. I thought the social worker would do that. No. We, as the family has to do it. You have to make the call. So we talk about, is there a safe environment? If you have 12, 24, 48 hours notice of a discharge, and you've just been told that mom has to come home in a wheelchair and you can't get the wheelchair in the bathroom, or now we need a hospital bed, or we need a sit to stand assist kind of device. They don't have those. So mom can't come home. It's not a safe environment. So that's what I said. You need to use in order to appeal to Medicare to maybe get some extra days so we can get home care in place, we can get some adaptive equipment in place, we can get a plan so that when mom comes home, she is successful and the family's successful. And families have no idea because like you said, they just assume, well, I'm gonna get 100 days. I have 100 days where before dad comes home from skilled nursing to you know worry about it. And no, you can be given 12, 24, 48 hours notice that mom's being released and you're just kind of, you know, pulling your hair out going, ah, What's I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so what happens, if, because the other option is, of course, that families can pay privately, but we're talking, I mean, here that can be $500 a day, you know, depending yes. on the level of care. <laughs> and I yep. know in some states it can be as low as $150 a day, but either way, that is, you know, money that can add up. So let's say that yes. someone makes an appeal to Medicare based on an unsafe discharge, just as an example. And that's usually going to take how long for a turnaround? Um, For a turnaround, usually two, three days. Yeah. It takes a few days. Mm -hmm. So 
if Medicare says no, does the family have to go back and pay privately for those few days that they were waiting? Uh, usually that's what I found. And I try to prepare my families for that, that they may have to pay out of pocket. But I, what's the alternative? Um, you have to get home safe. You have to get caregivers in, in place um, because leaving mom alone, you know, 24 seven where she could fall or hurt herself or not be eating or drinking. That's just not an option. So, again, being prepared that it, you may you may end up being, um, you know, not given the appeal. Um, but I have to say nine times out of 10, we have gotten the appeal because of the unsafe environment conversation. Um, but it doesn't always work. And again, you can appeal, I think, two or three times. So again, even if you get it one time, you can appeal again. Um, and it's all the answer is always no if you don't ask. So I always say, let's right. try. Right. Let's try. Yeah. But in the meantime, we have a plan B that we're working on with home caregivers and, you know, grab bars and, you know, borrowing equipment and that kind of thing. Use this time as a gift <laughs> to, yes. you know, okay, time's run out, 12 hour, you know, discharge, wait, let's appeal. And now let's get to work. You know, right. whether that's touring places or like you said, getting the home ready. And, you know, I think it's so unfortunate because, you know, like you said, the responsibility falls on the families, but the families are already dealing with so much because their loved one is in skilled nursing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, you know, they're al- already dealing with so much that even, I think even if social workers were telling them, oh, it might be a week or, oh, you know, and trying to prepare them, I, I don't know that most families would know how to process that information. Absolutely. And, and what it really means. It's a, it's a really difficult situation. What, so when it comes to Medicaid and Medicare, what would be the, just the number one like tip that you would have for families? Hmm. I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to ask the questions and to reach out, um, you know, to me or to anyone else, because you can go online and you can Google things. Um, but reading through like the CMS website or Medicare, uh, Medicaid.gov, it's, it's cumbersome. Um, even with, I have an insurance ba- you know, background, I have my insurance license. It's still confusing. Uh, so I can't even imagine for the lay person. So to not be afraid to reach out. And also if you have questions, that's what the people at the rehab are for as well. Don't be afraid to call and say to the social worker, you know what? I'm really confused about this. Can you help me? Or can you connect me to a resource that will have the time to handhold me a little bit here because I'm not understanding and I don't want to end up with this giant bill at the end because I didn't know. It's confusing and it's almost like on purpose. <laughs> you know, it's very, you know, like we just shush. Don't don't ask any questions, you know, it'll be fine. And then you get the bill. It's like, no, I want to ask the questions because I don't want to be shell-shocked. This episode is brought to you by Senior Care Authority St. Louis, helping families through elder care consulting and determining the best senior living and care options for your family in the greater St. Louis, Missouri area. Find their contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.